Welcome to the GTC Podcast. Hello, mate. We're back. We are back. Uh, another fuck up. One second. Let me change this over. What an absolute nightmare it's been today. Uh, but we're back recording. Um, right. So, obviously, I mean, I probably could splice in what just happened uh, into this conversation, um, but I probably won't. So, there you go. Uh, for everyone that's just tuned in, welcome to GTC Podcast. I'm with Luke today from uh, Commando Conditioning or Commando Condition. We've just had uh, an absolute nightmare with Skype. It keeps dropping out. So that may happen again. And if so, we will redo it. But just a quick recap for you guys. Um, if I don't splice the little bit in the beginning, uh, I was just dripping about the Skype and how crap it was. And then I was just talking about how amazing I am as a firefighter. Um, and then Luke literally was just introducing himself. Um, but quickly, it was just, we were saying that... Um, he does the whole coaching, one-to-one coaching, online personal coaching, a little bit differently, and he's got a little uh, different take on it. So if you don't mind repeating yourself, Luke, just uh, what you just said again, please, pal. And hopefully yeah, let, let's go for it. Let's go for it. I, I think what differentiates myself is I, I believe in this ethos of capability. Um, and I, remo- I, I really believe in removing barriers to achievement and setting yourself up for success. And I think a lot of online coaches uh, inadvertently end up actually uh, putting more barriers in place to help people get to where they want to be. Be that uh, a very rigid approach. You have to do it this way. Uh, you have to do it then. Um, this is the only way to win. And, and really, all we're doing there is just putting more barriers in front of people to try and be successful. Um so I take a really holistic approach and I take what I like to think of as a more evolutionary approach to things. And we can apply this to nutrition, mindset and, and the, the physical training. If we if we respect what the body has evolved, the body and the mind has evolved to do, we will get more out of it. Is that the whole, um, I'm going to absolute bastardise this pronunciation, Paleolithic, Paleolithic? Yeah, so so we can take a, a sort of paleolithic, uh, paleolithic approach, and if we look at what people were capable of doing then, um, in terms of like resilience uh, and physical accomplishments, it, it was insane what people could do. Um, if you look uh, at strongmen, there's some uh, huge stones, right, that, that were used um, for sport, and the weight of those stones, this was thousands and thousands of years ago way more than what strongmen are lifting now yeah it's it's a weird one because i think people and humans forget that naturally um humans are and they've evolved from being pack hunters endurance pack hunters we've got more physically in terms of how we gain food in common with wolves uh african hunting dogs um orcas in a way you know uh, animals that run down their prey for long periods of time yeah. and out endure them and that is literally how in the paleo something or other the cavemen <laughs> yeah. there we go the yeah. cavemen and our predecessors that's how they hunted that's how they lived um and it's interesting that's why i think um you know we didn't know each other in the core but that's why i think i've been drawn to the way you do stuff because it it does link in with the way that i sort of think as well in terms of let your body do what it needs to do and it'll achieve more than you think it can if that makes sense 100 100 percent, and i like what you sort of you know touched on there in the core because i reckon it's it's like i've been outside about four years now and i reckon it's probably only in the last six months that i i really appreciated what i did in the core in in terms of that like level of hardship level of discomfort and the physical things that we actually did, it's not really until they're gone that you you realise that you miss them and you realise how important they are to progression. And I, I and I genuinely only really twigged that probably well, six months to a year ago. If yeah. I was in the core, I would fast forward to myself talking now. I probably wouldn't believe myself. I wouldn't 
I, I wouldn't believe that I would pay money to go and run 50 miles in the Brecon Beacons. Like, yeah. I'd be like, nah. And I'd probably look at blokes doing it and go, what, gimp, right? But now, now like, you know, it's almost gone that full circle now. And now I can really, you know, appreciate the reasoning behind it. The whole uh, civvies pay thousands for this and then you yeah. start to believe it. You're like, oh, shit, what's <laughs> yeah. happened in my life? Yeah, I think in the core, it's um, it's a weird one because they do a lot of fizz-based stuff really well. They really do. And I think they do, to a certain extent, they do lean on the whole let your body do what it's going to do and just get mm. on with it type stoic, you know, there's yeah. the whole attitude of like, look, eat a lot of food do a lot of fizz you will be a better individual and you're like yeah fair one there's also a massive uh, emphasis in training more so than around the core life of not really like in the whole of training i never stepped foot in a traditional gym once you're in the gymnasium yeah um which is a a sports hall and you've got ropes and things like that but in terms of you know you do 32 weeks i you don't do a bicep curl you know, no. not one, um, but you're the most physically capable you've you've ever been and probably ever will be. Um, yeah. You know, so they do a lot of good things. They also do a lot of bad things. But, you know, that's the core. So while we're on to it, then, mate, give us a quick rundown, because um, I think it's important. It's part of your branding. It's part of what you what you're sort of you, who you are and your ethos mm-hmm. comes sort of from that yeah. uh, space as well. So give us a little uh, rundown on when you joined the Marines, where you were, what you did. Mate, yeah. So I, I guess I'll start with like why why I joined the Corps. So, yeah, perfect. Um, mate, I had just finished a couple A levels at college, right? Not done very well because I just wasn't interested or focused at all on that. I was working as a lifeguard, right, at at a local swimming pool. And there's a lad, there's a lad who was a couple years older than me. And he was like, oh, I'm going to join the Royal Marines, right? And, uh, mate, this this bloke was fucking solid as well, right? But anyway, that's that's a whole other story. I can't say his name now. Um, Did did he pass out? Mate, he did, yeah. Yeah, he went six, I think. Um, Oh, mate, you'll have to text me his name afterwards. (laughs) Um, Nice bloke, but, oh, mate. Um, Anyway, yeah, he was like, oh, I'm going to join the Corps. And I looked into it. Before this, I had zero intention of joining the military. I hadn't even been on the radar. And I looked at it, mate, and I watched some YouTube videos. I thought, you know what? That looks pretty cool. I'm going to do that. And it, 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 was, lit- it was literally like that. Yeah, going to join the Corps. Had, hadn't even heard of the Royal Marines before. Watched the videos on YouTube. Pop, literally popped down to the careers office the next week. and went, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I want to join the Marines. And mate and and that was it so i think that's that's really cool because like people always just sort of assume that everyone in the marines grew up only wanting to be a boat neck you know and they grew up in a military family or their parents were serving in some aspects but i think you know doing interviews like this and chatting to people and you can listen back to all all of like the different podcasts and stuff that i've done with other boot necks and like they all seem to have a slightly different story you know, yeah. some have never even heard of the Marines, uh, never come from any background like yourself, but they wanted to do something tough that looked Gucci. Others, they've been almost bred for it since a young age. Some people fell into it. Some just, you know, didn't want to be a para. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah. there's loads of different stuff. So, yeah, um, pe- but Mate, people like, always just sort of assume it's been there forever. Yeah, it's quite nice, like, reminiscing on it, because uh, thinking about it, I, I can pinpoint now, like, the exact video that I watched on YouTube, and I was like, yeah, that looks cool. And it was, I think it must have been ASG, our yeah. support group in the Vikings, and one of the lads gets shot in the ass, right? <laughs> and then uh, and, and then everyone's, like, round him, and they're just having banter about him getting shot in the ass. And I thought, yeah, that, looks, that looks cool, is it? <laughs> like... This, this bloke's just been shot and everyone's just having a laugh. Like, yeah. That's, that's mental. Um, that's, that's the attitude I want. <laughs> yeah. That, cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, and then September 2018. No, sorry. September 2008 started training um, with 974 Troop. Uh, passed out as an original in 974. Went to 40 Commandos sort of straight away. Um and then rolled into pre-deployment training more or less immediately with Bravo Company, 
um, and deployed on Herrick 12, which I'm sure most people know is fairly tasty, but it was also that I wouldn't have changed it for the world going going on that tour and and you know living that lifestyle for six months a hundred percent has kind of shaped me into who I am now yeah I think it's a weird one because obviously I'm from the generation that essentially missed out you know Mm. we joined just afterwards and it and it it'll be one of those sort of things that always lurks in the back of my mind. I don't, yeah. I don't worry about it too much because I understand it's a timing thing. You know, mm. it is what it is. Um, and obviously all the lads now that are, you know, doing the future commando force, it's the same sort of thing. It's, it's a timing thing. Um, but it's always one of those things that you sort of want to test yourself at that level, don't you? Mm. And you want to learn those lessons after doing all the training. So it's sort of, um, it's always good when you hear, hear that that people accept that it molded them the good and the bad of those tours because it you know there is good and bad in those sort of aspects in there yeah but i think that's the the typical bootneck mentality there is wanting to have done more because yeah. i look at herrick 12 and i'd be like oh, i fucking wish i'd gotten like herrick 7 or herrick 9 because it like yeah it's more would, kinetic yeah lads were doing more you know ground dominating operations and stuff like that oh we, i wish i could have gotten one of those tours so I kind of think it almost doesn't. <laughs> You're right there, mate. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to fix my camera. Everyone's like, "Well, there we go. That's better, isn't it?" <laughs> it, it, it like it, it almost doesn't matter what you've done. You always want that next little bit of something, whatever that is. Yeah, that next level, and I think that that'll always be the case. You know, I think everyone when they pass out of training or most most bootnecks when they pass out of training it's like oh straight away i want to go on ops or i want to yeah. get to a unit and do this or i want to get a norway done or you know i want to go sf you know there's always something else and as soon as you tick that box it's right what's next now what's next now so um when you decided to leave the core we'll uh we'll you know, the more, in- let's be honest, mate, we're both two bootnecks. We've both spun shit bits to each other for ages. So <laughs> what I want to talk to you about, and yeah. you know, fuck everyone else that's listening. What I want to talk to you about is, is what you're doing now and, and what you're up to. So when you left the core, what was your initial sort of um, thought process? Did you always know you wanted to go into something fizz related? Obviously you're at university now. I'm guessing yeah. that's, that's fizz related, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so when I, when I left, I mean, the, the drive for me leaving wasn't necessarily because I had a real clear picture of wanting to do something else. It was more that I knew I didn't want to be doing what I was doing then. Uh, at that point, mate, I was on a tasking as a as a junior, guarding the, the Queen Elizabeth in Portsmouth docks, and my job was basically to tell lads to put their lid on right as they fucking basically stood on sentry on a door. And mate, like, that is gopping. Mate, it just broke me. And I thought, like, and, and then in terms of that, right, so that's a job. But I was also away every, like, over the weekends doing it. And it's like the, the juice is not worth the squeeze anymore for this, you know? Um, what, what spec were you doing then? Mate, I was tanks. Yeah, so I, I was, yeah, heavy weapons. And I was like, yeah, brilliant. This, <laughs> this is what I want to do. <laughs> um, so that, oh, that was the driving cool. factor for me. Right, I need to find something else to do. So I thought, right, I'll, I'll go and do a physiotherapy degree because it's something you know and the pins that is my interest and interested in how the how the body works what can go wrong with it how do we get it working well so to do that I had to upgrade my qual so I did uh I did an A level uh biology A level whilst I was still in right and then I did a PT qualification whilst I was still in as well as, as part of my resettlement Right, that was probably my first taste of actually having to do a little bit of fucking extra work, which which I having left, what I actually think bootnecks are so lazy, mate. Like, um, and you know, still guilty of that myself. But it is. I think everyone thinks in the core it's like super hardcore all the time, and let's like it's not really, is it? Like. Nah. Not, not at all, mate. And I think everyone gets comfortable and gets settled in their own routine, don't they? So whether yeah. that's at a fighting company or Completely. you're in a spec or something like that, and you do your little bit of fizz in the morning, yeah, you probably do a bit of fizz on your own time in the evening, but then the rest of the time, 
there's not a lot to do when you're on camp. So no. it's like, and if someone asks you to do something, like if so, if like, I don't know, someone comes down and goes, right, I need a working party for X. Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> like <laughs> everyone's like, what the fuck? Like if they could strike yeah. right at that time, they would have gone out and strike because yeah. right. they've been asked to do one yeah. thing. Um, and then, yeah, as you say, like I, I think back to the amount of time that I was either like being a camp rat, just chilling out on camp yeah. at a weekend, or you know finish work at two three o'clock in the afternoon and just yeah. go back to my grot and fucking play cod or yeah. you know have have fun yeah. with the lads like drive yeah. to nando's just for something to do you know like yeah and you think the amount of time that i don't have now with all the plates that i'm spinning all mm. the different things that i'm doing if only i started something then when i was being Mate. a lazy wanker a hundred percent i've had that i've had that exact exact same thought like i pull my finger out my ass a little bit I would have been laughing and I'd probably, yeah. But, but yeah. And anyway, um, so yeah, did, did an A-level, uh, then in that, uh, applied to uni started. And then I left in September 18, started uni in September, 2019. So in that year, um, there I worked, worked as a PT in the gym and did an open university human biology, like bit of a degree. Oh, okay. Um, as like a, just a nice, just just to sort of keep the uni that I was applying to happy. Got accepted in, into uni. Um, cool. But that's then. Then we're coming up to like when COVID happened. So at at this point, mate, my wife was like two weeks due due our, our first kid, like two weeks, right? And then I basically didn't have a job anymore because the gym closed. Uh, and it's like Jen, <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, yeah um you know starting uni or whatever and i was like well, this is this is interesting so i started just taking my clients outside and doing a doing a little bit outside of them right cool happy days thought right let's get an online presence go and set up online and then then, then i was like people would well i was so much happier mate i was in such a better mood from going outside and doing fizz outside than they were People were getting better results. People were looking forward to training more. Pe- people were going, oh, I just can't wait for like Thursday mornings when we when we come down here and do fizz. And that's when I just sort of started to realise how much power there was in just getting outside, getting in the elements, potentially have, you know, it, it, all right, it is a little bit uncomfortable, but, but we're still getting it done. Uh, and then it's kind of, grew from there with with the online stuff where i realized hang on there's there's definitely something in this at this point now i've been studying I, i've got about another another eight weeks left of my degree and then i'm qualified can't wait to get that out of the way yeah qualified as a physiotherapist my initial goal was to then go and work for the nhs as a physio doing nhs physio having done now placements <laughs> working with the nhs <laughs> mate oh my god it breaks me the mentality as far as i can work out is insane it just there's stuff which just doesn't make sense and i i don't know whether part of this is because you know i've kind of as far as i'm concerned i've never really had a proper job you know yeah. like i was i worked as a lifeguard when i was like 16 cheers then i went into the core both know what that's like um, and then essentially I was, you know, self-employed in-person personal training and then moved over to the online stuff. But so, so then go, go work like 40 hours mate, on a on a ward. Like I was just thinking, what is going on? So like, for example, there was a I was working a couple uh, about 18 months ago under an assistant um, whilst I was learning still. Right. And she goes up. Oh, well, that's all my work done now. I was like, oh, cool, we're shooting off. He's like, no, no, I don't finish for another two hours. I was like, okay, what are you going to do? But all your work's done. Yeah, what are you going to do? Oh, just sort of chill out here. And I, 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 I shit you not, this person just stayed at work for another two hours and did nothing. I was like, why don't you go home? She's like, oh, I can't. And then, like, in, in, a, in a similar theme, um, and this this wasn't even an assistant, right? This was a fairly senior, professionally qualified um, therapist, right? Goes to his boss, 
it's, oh, I've got half an hour of toil to take. Um, so is it all right if I leave half an hour early? And this was about 50 minutes before he was meant to finish. His boss goes, yeah, that's that's fine. You can leave in 20 minutes then. So you'll be half an hour early. He goes, cool. Same thing. He goes, oh, I've got 20 minutes. He goes, oh, I can't see a patient in that time. So just goes and sits in the office and literally just sits there for 20, literally just sits in the office for 20 minutes and gets up and walks off. What? Like, this, is, this is, this is fucking mental. You should go home. Uh, but lo- loads of things like that, mate. Loads of things. Like I, I, I think those sort of inefficiencies just blow my mind. Like I get it if you're on duty and you're on call. Yeah, fair yeah. one. Yeah, but yeah. like the amount of times like, I think that it must come from the Marines attitude as well. Like if you've got a normal job, I guess you're paid to be there from hour to hour, aren't you? And if you, it's like, you don't have anything to do, but you you still have to be there because you have to be there. Whereas for us, it was always like, lads, there's nothing for you. Fin out. We'll let you know if there's anything comes up. Yeah. And so in our mindset, we're always like, right, you're either working or you're not working. Like that makes more physical sense. Yeah. But, you know, and then I think if you're in a professional role in terms yeah. of my missus works uptown like in London, um, and I think they're a bit better with it all, like yeah. mainly because they've got none of them have enough time to do all their jobs anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're a little bit more like, well, if I put nothing on, I won't turn up. Mm. And everyone goes, yeah, fair one. Like yeah. you're, you're a professional, you're a qualified adult yeah. in whatever yeah. role. If you haven't got work to do, you won't be there doing work. Whereas I think that middle ground of like, you are a professional, but you're not like a high level educated professional. You're educated and high level educated, but in a different way, yeah. like medicine way rather than like a finance way. So yeah. it's that attitude sort of lost. And it's sort of like, it sort of blows your mind. You're like, well, what? If you haven't got any work, why it's wasting 20 minutes or two hours? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially now, I, I think I'm like, wow, if I had 20 minutes, things 20. I could do. <laughs> oh, no, no, I, I, mate, no, exactly what you mean. And it was like, um, you know, everyone starts at eight, so they come in at eight. I, I mean, to be fair, the core could be bad for this as well. When it's like, you know, you beat down lines with half eight, you get down there and then you just, just fucking what's going on then? And everyone's just twiddling their thumbs. But, uh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Ro- rolling dice for West, Nothing's, like, yeah, just because yeah. you have to be there at eight yeah, <laughs> or half yeah, eight. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we, we digress. So I'd, I'd intended to, you know, finish the degree and in eight, eight weeks time, I should be starting, you know, doing physio in yeah. the NHS, NHS hospital. And I just thought, you know what, there were a couple of reasons I thought it just isn't for me. One, one because of that, the way it works. And two, I'm doing what I'm doing with my ethos and the way I believe in approaching things, I have been able to help people in in such a better way than I've been able to help people working in hospital like hugely 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 more I mean someone comes into hospital with with a with a sore knee right physio uh, outpatient appointment just mate you just give them some some basic basic strengthening it knee strengthening exercises and just say crack on yeah and and people talk in the energy about the holistic approach and it gets touched on a little bit but not, but not really, you know, not really. It doesn't get into the crux of like the deeper, the deeper problems of what's actually going on yeah. in their life, which is causing this in the first place. And that's what we've got to get at. What do you, why do you think that is? Because like I had, uh, I had an operation oh, a year and a bit ago and yeah. I was discharged from the NHS physio pretty rapid. Yeah. Um, and essentially what they said to me was like, look, I, I would like to do more with you but we've mm. got we haven't got enough kit like as in mm. the the facilities they've got available I had surpassed you know yeah. they didn't they didn't even have um you know those half inflatable ball half flat mm. things whether they like yeah, half ball, ball thing, yeah. yeah boasty ball balance board thing they didn't even have one of them um yeah. so she was like look if I'm honest like I've got loads more I'd like to work with you to improve yeah but we haven't got the kit. We haven't got the equipment. So what you're doing now is at a level where we've got nothing else for you but to discharge you. Yeah. You know, if you want, you can have another review in X amount of weeks, but I'll probably say the same thing unless something horribly happens and it goes worse again. Mm. So do you think it's 
based on resources and um, the amount of time they've got to put into each individual that they don't follow that holistic approach as much as they should? Or do you think it's more of a attitude thing and people get sucked into the attitude that everyone's sort of following? So they pay lip service to it. What what do you from someone that's worked sort of in there? Obviously, it's only a minor experience, but yeah, as everyone's is is it's in their isolated bubble. What do you think, mate? As always, is always a mixture of both. But so so firstly, there's definitely like there's definitely like the resources thing and the time thing. You know, like essentially they're they're firefighting. Uh, they're they're just you know holding stuff at bay, stopping things from getting you know really bad. And essentially, with with things like knee pain, right, nine times out of ten, it's gonna it's gonna get better anyway. It's gonna fix itself. It, it might not be perfect, but it will sort itself out, and it's not gonna hugely affect your quality of life. So they've got to think about like where are they put, where are they putting their resources? You know, we kind of got you back to a decent level. You you're good there to crack on, but then I think a hundred percent like the attitude towards it does does uh, have a big effect and it's i think it's kind of really easy to become fairly blasé towards stuff and it's like weird of the experience in the core you might have experienced in the you know in the fire service where it's just where it's easy to just get like overly comfortable comfortable with what you're doing and if you're seeing 20 people a day coming in with back pain right it's very easy to just be like oh it's just someone else with back pain it's just someone else who's, who's back at So I've seen another 19 people today who are all exactly the same. So, and then it's very easy to go back to yourself and be like, oh yeah, fucking Molly come in and, you know, back at again. Well, it's just because she's overweight, isn't it? So she just needs to not eat as much. And it, it's really easy to get sucked down that, to suck down that road. And I think you, you can get like a fairly toxic work environment there. It, especially where the nhs has got stretched and i think i i could see what was happening because it's the same thing that happened in the core about 10 years ago is where i think a lot of senior physios have got kind of burnt out from dealing with COVID, yeah. and it has it has been a big thing they that's the experienced sort of you know leadership has just has just thinned out yeah yeah i think either half of them thin out or the other half burn out to the point where they just don't give a shit anymore yeah and they they turn into that attitude of well we do what we can and then fuck them um yeah. and yeah, that's yeah. when people coming in knew they buy into that culture then and yeah. more people are going oh well fuck them yeah yeah no exactly that and i, I just thought it was interesting to see so like one of my last placements that's a hundred percent like i could see it happening and i i could kind of in the core after sort of after Herrick 12 there was a bit massive uh push for anti-piracy stuff and basically all all the juniors that were that were, had you know a bit of ambition wanting more all went off into the anti-piracy stuff and it kind of left this void and like and anyone who was a 40 commando at that time around like yeah post Herrick 12 will will say that the unit the unit had gone fucking rogue like it was good mate it was good fun it was it was awesome fun but like literally no one gave a toss about anything like lads just did whatever they wanted and they they bought a new like a new a new razman in and like lads have been like guys you taking the absolute piss he says I can't go down to lines in like the CS95 and flip-flops. Well, why not? Why can't I? And it, it like, <laughs> part of me is like, well, yeah, fair. Well, like, why, why can't you? Where what you want? And to be honest, it's one of them. It's only when you like really look back that you're like, yeah, no, fair one. Like things had gone. I, I think like the big thing, the big thing where it was like, yeah, this is this is like gone a bit too far was Rasman tried to give a speech in Termini Hall got fucking booed off stage like jesus like, christ i mean that's you know like looking back on that like that's in, that's pretty insane do you know what i mean like and it, yeah stuff did need to be changed and got a grip off and and i i think it's you know it's a problem that you said there basically is what led yeah. that to that and it's interesting going in to that environment as someone who's a bit older being mentored by 
someone who's a bit younger who maybe clinically their clinical skills and knowledge is obviously way way bigger than mine way surpasses mine but actually their like attitude and their management and their people skills and their life experience and their life experience did lead quite a lot to be like desired and I had like someone talking to me about my time management right who lived at home with their mum who's 22 and I, I like wouldn't mate I, I want to be like right I'm working 40 hours a week here I'm doing assignments I'm studying at the same time right I've got a two-year-old at home so I'm doing the nursery pickups right and and I'm running the business I was just like fuck it sit down <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is mental like, mental um, but, so yeah. all of the all of what we just discussed was the reason why you sort of said, right, NHS physio, for now at least, is not the route you want to take. Yeah. So is that when you really started doubling down on um, commando condition? Is that when you really start going, actually, it is viable? There is a market. I'm going to put more time and effort into it. Or is it? Yeah. Yeah, massively. And And it was when I started seeing, like, the results that I was getting. And... Mm. And that's what really did make me sort of uh, passionate about it and be like, you know, this is this is really good. When when I was getting feedback from people like saying like genuinely you like my life has changed. Not just like I'm a bit fitter now, I can run five K faster, like fucking woohoo. But they're like, you know, I, I, I am genuinely in such a better place in in my life. Like everything has improved down to like my relationships um with with people uh relationship with my other half like all all that sort of stuff uh, you know i've had people they're like oh yeah i've just got a promotion at work and like i wouldn't have got that if i didn't have the confidence in how i was presenting myself because of the work we've done yeah. and essentially this is all stemming from doing a bit of fizz you know yeah so like fizz is the medium to get there but the lessons that you learn along the way are throughout the whole of life. Do you think like, obviously you're like holistic approach or your paleo mm. approach, whatever, however you want to like bracket it. Yeah. Do you think like, I don't know. I'm trying to word this question as it's coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Go for it. But your time on Herrick uh, 12, obviously I joined just after that really. Mm. And at straight to 4-2 and it was discussed quite heavily of how crap it was at points and it sort of do you think the hardships there and the um and also experiencing and seeing the different way that the afghans live their lives um do you reckon like that played a part in how you now sort of perceive that whole approach that whole mentality the whole mental health improvement do you think that sort of played a part in it and like experiencing those sort of things or not really yeah definitely so i'd say two things is one is like we were living with like nothing like uh you know no running water no electricity um low on water at some points i'm not talking about when you're on camp mate i'm when you're in that <laughs> yeah same mate that's yeah it's worse than the grots was fucking a no-go um like like that you know i I was probably at my happiest with with nothing yeah with, with, with no because generally as soon as we have something right that's just uh, something material just more stress isn't it more things to worry about more things to think about um so there was that idea of actually we've kind of got everything in us that we need to be sort of successful. And then from a pure like fizz point of view, I, I can kind of like really pinpoint the time was when it was it was my first, I'd say, proper contact. Like there'd been a few like in the Sangers and stuff and just really like a few rounds coming in and just like blasting off some rounds back. It was just more just a good crack. But the sort of first time like really being contacted and breaking contact and bombing it up a hill and mate i can remember the lactic acid burn in my quads right so vividly i i have never ever 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 been able to push myself to that level ever again doesn't matter how hard i push or what i try and it just 
that to me just shows that there is always something more in your body and and also to an extent that you are like you are in charge of your body of course but there are these evolutionary principles and the the physiology of things which we're not you are not going to change that you're not that that is hard like undeniable yeah. science it's just there yeah so but but what we can do is we can recognize it's there and then we can utilize it to be helpful and this is where I kind of have a bit of a problem with the likes of I, I, I call it like the Goggins mentality. Yeah. Um, anyone doesn't know, you know, David Goggins, some American ex Navy SEAL. And you know what? Like I'm not taken away from the bloke what he's done. What he's done is incredible. But also bloke's an idiot. Right. And Mate, I, I'm in the exact same mindset. So you say what you're going to say and I'll see if my opinion differs at all. So go on. Yeah. So so he goes. And I think the best example of it is when he was talking about um, talking about some job that he did and he basically completely fucked it up because he got uh, too sucked into it, missed a couple of checkpoints and then injured his knee. Right. Whereas if, if, it, if it had just just literally thought just a tiny bit more, just put a tiny little bit more actual thought into what he was doing, he'd have been fine and he'd have passed. Yeah. Yeah. It, so David Goggins is a mental guy that literally runs thousands and thousands of miles a month. And I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. It's thousands of miles a month. I'm pretty sure I heard on Joe Rogan the other day that he did 20,000 miles in one year before. It's disgusting. Yeah, and he's had like two knee or like his knees are shot, like everything. And his whole mentality is like push, 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 push. No matter what you're feeling, how you're feeling, your body will sort itself out. Just push. Now, I massively admire that attitude up to a certain level. Like, I agree. And I think 90% of the population, maybe even 95% of the population need more Goggins. They need more get up and go, more, oh, actually, that's hurting a bit, but I can push through that. Most people, I fully agree. But a lot of people as well, that top five, 10 percent of people, you've got to listen to your body, you know, because I know for me, with the injuries that I've got and the the things that I'm carrying and the operations that I've had recently, if I went out tomorrow and tried to run a hundred mile race, I, I might be able to do it. I might be able to push through and complete it. But. Then I'm off sick for at least six months. I won't be able to walk. Yeah. But the Goggins mentality is just push through it, just push through it, push yeah. through it. And it's like, well, yeah. you can't always, most yeah. of the time and to an extent. So it's, yeah, I agree with you. He's brilliant and not taking anything away from him. But, and I feel like as a polarizing character, he needs to be that so he can motivate mm. people to yeah. get up and go. Um, but I think it's important for a lot of people to remember that, you've got to actually listen to your body sometimes and take a day off and rest and let your body recover and help it to recover with supplements, prehab, Mm -hmm. rehab, that sort of stuff. Because as you were saying, you're physiologically capable of what you're capable of, but there is a limitation Um, and your body will need recovery and need to sort of rehab. Um, Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, but that sort of brings us on to like the whole social media side of it. You, you're obviously saying you're building up an online presence and you see people yeah. changing with an online presence. Um, first of all, how, how does it affect your business, social media? Does it positively, negatively, both, you know, is it integral? What would you say? No, it, it's, it's integral. Uh, it generally positively affects it. Mate, of course, there's there's always, I'm a big believer, right? You're always going to upset someone. There's always going to be someone who doesn't agree with your approach and thinks you're wrong. And you know what? That's that's fine. That doesn't, that genuinely doesn't bother me. There's people out there who do stuff which I don't agree with. And I, I, I will often try and call people out on social media. If, if I genuinely think what they are doing is, is dangerous and a bad message and not just if i think that but if the if the evidence you, you know if, the, if, they're, if they're just telling blatant lies yes yeah. all the evidence 
goes against, then I will say that's that's ridiculous. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be promoting that. And, and I think it should. And I'd and I'd you know and saying there's people that don't agree with what I say, um, and and there are, and that's that's great. And to a degree, I like to be challenged on that. You know, I I almost like people to say, I I think that's wrong. I don't I don't agree with you. Mainly because I can then just hit back and go, well, this is why it's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But and also, it, then it opens that conversation so you can discuss it, can't you? Yeah, 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 completely. And no one's right all the time, are they? No one gets everything dead right. Nah. So it's, it's, it's good to be able to like explore ideas like a bit more in, in depth, definitely. Yeah, because it, I try and live my social media life how I live my normal life. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't do that, which is quite refreshing from yours. Don't get me wrong. We both have to have a certain element of playing the social media game. Oh, you yeah. Know, like your video the other day of you, like, looking like Jesus sprinting across flat out of the drone <laughs> footage. Mate, that is sick. Absolutely sick video. Mate, best thing um, I've done, I reckon. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. And, like, I've, I've literally, so when I'm not looking at you on the screen, mate, I've got, like, things up. So I've got, like, yeah, notebooks, yeah. got second screen going. And I'm just playing it again now. And it is just sick. But I think you, you're playing the social media game of it's a good piece of content, catches yeah. the eye, you know, you've got your dog bouncing around in the background, which I can see he's doing right now as well. Yeah, mate, um, pumping the pillows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's great cinematic shot, but it's the message you're giving is about uh, running. You know, it's about stride. It's about power. Um, you've put finesse, but obviously that wouldn't apply to me. I've got zero finesse. Um and also, you mentioned, you know, minimal movement in your hair. Well, that's a bit elitist, isn't it? I'm <laughs> um, but, yeah, with the booth on. So, yeah, it, it sort of explains. It, it's a good message with some good information with playing the social media game, isn't yeah. it? You know, got it on there. And that's that's essentially how I like to do my social media as well in terms of, like, treating people how you want to be treated and, like, if I'm in the gym and someone's doing a deadlift and I glance over and it's shit form, I'm not going to go over to him and say, well, actually, I'm a level three PT and if you're <laughs> doing it like this, you'll be better. Like, like, fuck, am I going to do that? On the same side, if I think he's about to put his back out and yeah. it looks dangerous, I yeah. would probably just pop my head in and say, mate, like, mate. like yeah. obviously you, it's up to you. You can do what you want, but like that looks like that might hurt you like yeah. do, you, do you want me to give you some advice or like you know why don't you try just reducing yeah. that and or if you try keeping your chin up a little bit more or you know mm. dig your dig your hips in on the rip it, something like that i might do but yeah most people if they're in the gym they're not going to be that unsafe no. um they might look like a twat but they won't look that they won't be that unsafe yeah. so so your social media you said it's essential What's yeah. your sort of approach at the moment? What are you trying to achieve with your social media? Well, one, I want to I want to spread my message and get my message out there more. There is this ethos of capability. Stop. Stop relying on all these external aids. Embrace what the body can do. And you will see results. You will get fitter. You will get stronger. You will have a better quality of life. Your mindset will improve. Your relationships will improve by by taking this this more natural kind of approach, which is always an awkward word to use, but yeah, just generally a more a more natural approach to the way we live. And then, secondly to that, obviously, you know, <laughs> I want people to come and work with me. Is how I grow. Is how I grow my business. Yeah. So when you say external aids, obviously one of your uh, big things is not necessarily needing a gym. You know, you don't yeah. need a gym. You don't need to turn into a gym rat. I think's how you put it. You know, yeah. you don't need to spend. And I think that's something that is a bit of a. Um, I don't know really it's sort of like when you see all the social media influencers nowadays mm. you know it's all about get up grind half four be in the gym don't leave until 10 past 12 in the afternoon then go back that to the gym mentality. yeah and again there's a certain amount of that that is good but like what what are you really trying to push up like why 
what are these external factors, external aids that you just don't need? Uh, mate, shoes is a big one, right? So th- this is this is re- this is a big part of what got me into a more uh, natural evolutionary approach to movement, right? This started about a decade ago, so it's not something that I've just kind of just really got into. This is where it started developing. So, pe- you know, people think that if they go running, I've had this conversation lately with like so many people, they need a pair of good running shoes if you don't have a pair of good running shoes you're going to get injured but it's just that it's just a lie it's just not it just isn't true and when you look look at the evidence right and the actual numbers behind it as cushioning has increased in shoes so has running injuries yeah we need to just strip things back to basics stick a pair of whatever on your feet right and you can get out and you can go and move you can go and run you you don't need to be going to the gym and doing two, three hours in the gym a day. And, and this is what I mean about people putting those barriers in. So, you know, someone wants to get fit. They go, I, I want to start getting fit. I want to improve. But matey boy here is telling me I need to go to the gym five times a week for two hours to get results. And I need to, and I need to weigh all my food to get results. Now, if you're, if you're trying to get more active, right, that advice just makes you go, you know what? there's no point in even starting i'm so far away from that yeah and and uh, another big thing there is interesting to talk about was like technique and people get so wound up on technique and whether technique's perfect now right of course yeah like you were saying sometimes there is stuff right which is just wrong and dangerous but a lot of the time all people are doing is just fear-mongering you know oh don't um you need to make sure your technique's perfect or you're going to be break your back for life. Oh, by the way, like jump on my program because it will make sure you're doing it all properly. But again, when we then actually look at the evidence behind that, right, that's just not, it just isn't true. It's just not true. Form isn't as important as people actually think when it comes to exercising. Now, what we do know is like, let's take the deadlift, for example, one of, one of the best, um, preventative measures for developing back pain is deadlifting yeah so we've got someone with back pain what they really need to do is get deadlifting to help resolve their back pain yeah obviously there's exceptions and then someone's going to you you need to deadlift perfectly at these angles or you're going to hurt your back what is that person with back pain going yeah. to do are they going to yeah. deadlift nah. not a chance going to avoid not it they're just going to avoid it back's going to get worse yeah, I think it's one of those with all those movements. And I think unless you've matured into your career as a coach and a trainer, most coaches and unless you're competing, obviously, if you're competing in deadlift, yeah. if you're competing yeah. in powerlifting, Olympic yeah. lifting, that's different. That's not what I, I'm not. I'm not talking about that. If you're competing, yes. But what I'm more saying is, is like and it essentially is. Um, agreeing with you that as long as it's safe and yeah. it's employing not even necessarily employing the targeted muscle groups as long as it's safe and you're achieving something mm-hmm. does it matter you know it's like if someone's not perfectly arching their back to get that their shoulder blades dug into the bench on a yeah. bench press and their their feet aren't completely flat and they're not driving their hips down with an arch in their back to yeah. bench. Does that matter? No. Can someone bench with a flat back against their uh, flat back against the bench? Of course they can. Yeah. You know, is it going to hurt this? Is it going to hurt that? Yes, no, maybe. Who cares? You know, is it safe? Does something hurt? Then stop. Yeah. Change it. And, it. and it's adaptability. Like the, the human body uh, is, is incredible. It adapts. It will adapt to what you want, what you ask of it if you ask of it to deadlift or bench in a certain way it will adapt to be able to be able to do that and when someone's getting going well well brilliant there was someone that wasn't deadlifting and now they are deadlifting like that's a good thing you know and what i don't so i um i'm a big fan of barefoot running so i'm a bit sort of like biased in this anyway yeah yeah um so i'm a big fan of uh, barefoot running now People will then say to me, oh, yeah, but, you know, when I do that, I get shin splints Mm -hmm. uh, because that extra impact micro fractures in the shins or extra tightness in the calves. Okay, fair one. 
I get shin splints. I actually get less shin splints when I run barefoot or flat foot like um, like nano type trainers. Yeah. Um, that I've got a little bit of support there, but they're flat soled and not a lot of cushion, but a little bit. Yeah. Um, so obviously me, I've had an ankle operation, so I have to wear an ankle brace or yeah. things like that. Now the theory behind it all is, which I'm sure you'll you'll probably agree on, is that your body will adapt. Yeah. But it's can you go slow enough for long enough mm-hmm. for your body to adapt while yeah. also getting the benefit of that action? So what I mean is, is in my mindset, and it'll be interesting to see if you agree with this. In my mindset, I've got ankle issues. I've had operations. I've had the lot. Mm-hmm. I would rather go run barefoot. Yeah. Constantly. Or with, well, barefoot trainers, because obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I, I live in a busy town. I wouldn't run barefoot around. Yeah, it. I'll get yeah. a needle in my foot. But, and if I had enough time to take it slow and build it up, mm-hmm. my body would adapt yeah. to being better off looking after myself. Yeah. However, I wouldn't be able to mentally go slow enough for long enough because I also want the benefits of burning extra calories and working on my CV to do it so i'd push too hard and also where that line is of pushing too hard versus damaging myself more before it repairs is an Mm. absolute dark art yeah and yeah that's exactly the right word it's like you know we've got the science of rehab we've got the science of exercise and we've got like the actual art of of doing it and that is i i think that art is essentially then coaching and it is helping people manage that load now um what what i'd say to you with that is like well i mean what what's your long-term goal and what do you want to achieve so i mean if you really want to get purely barefoot running then i'd say you know like make the transition to barefoot running and if you want those other benefits you can get those other benefits on a bike in a pool on a cross trainer on a rower machine you know whatever so there's ways to do it but yeah like i know when i first swapped i was like 22 of minimal issues before i swapped mate when when as soon as my running started to get better a bit faster a bit longer i get a niggle not like an injury but like a knee niggle or a shin splints my hip would hurt i literally switched and like i haven't had a running related injury for a decade um what i did though is i 100 didn't go slow enough i was like i said 22 boot now i was like mate i'm fit fucking i'm strong i'm a wizard mate yeah it says it says <sighs> walk a mile fucking cheers i'll bolt these on and go for a five mile best effort and the doms in my soleus for about two weeks was the worst doms i've ever had in my life fucking ever hands down like couldn't couldn't walk mate couldn't walk for about two weeks horrendous um it, it was bad and i did i did learn from that and i did adjust my my approach from there but so yeah that, that was pretty bad but but yeah, it is. It's, it's going, well, what is the long-term goal? What do, what do I want to do with it? Do I want to get some, you know, prehab in before I start the barefoot stuff, which is fairly easy to do? And then what I would always encourage people to do is when we're talking about a transition, just make the, just, just fucking make the transition. Don't do some runs in one trainer, some runs in another trainer, because your body is trying to relearn how to run, essentially. And if you keep Again, mixing it up is going well what's going on here like what how how do you want me to run yeah so just yeah. make the change reduce the miles think about those those quantity miles uh, sorry quality miles over your quantity miles and you can get your cv benefit in elsewhere and, you, and your calorie burn in elsewhere because your heart and lungs they don't give a toss if you're on a bike or you're running all your heart yeah. knows is i'm working mm. at 160 bpm yeah i think it comes down to as you say like what you've been saying from the off really and what your ethos is is about like people tend to add lots of barriers to getting fit you know they say well i want to get fit but you know i want to i want to run a marathon as soon as you say to someone i want to run a marathon they say well you need some good running trainers go buy some hocker running trainers that are like 200 or quid a piece you know and it's like but yeah it's by the by so (laughs) get rid of those barriers which is awesome obviously a lot of your training um you're not a small bloke you know you've got a bit of a rig on you so 
running in itself isn't just what you do, is it? You know, no, what no, other I'm, things do you do? I don't, I don't want to like harp on so people think you're a running coach. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, mate, so, so like I run twice a week normally, like actual running sessions twice a week. Um, rest of the time, I just mate, I do strength work, and I, like I said, I don't. I might go to the gym once every like two, three months as like a social thing with a mate or whatever. Um, but generally speaking, I've got a set of kettlebells in the garage and, bo- and body weight work. And that's pretty much all, all I do. And that is all, all you really need to do. Now, when we're talking about like running is if, if you train strength well and you train strength in a way in which we are meant to move, the crossover to running will be significant and you'll might like this one so i did a 50 mile ultra in the breckens um must be about a year ago now you make me sick yeah yeah see mate, this is what i mean when i said like when i was in the core yeah. there's no way i'd have thought i'd pay money to do that um and at the start like at the time when i was doing it right i just couldn't fit the miles in around training like i, I I'd wanted to do um, but I was still taking over. And my training mileage was probably averaging out about 20 miles a week, maybe. Like, technically, it's about one third of what it should have been, right? I was on the start line, like, chatting with people, and they're like, what's your what's your training mileage? How, you know, how many miles you run in the week? I was like, 20 miles. And the best thing about it, mate, there's a group of three paras, right? All, all, doing, the, <laughs> all doing the race. And they're all like, oh, you haven't prepared for this properly stupid boot neck like mate absolutely smoked all of them yeah that's what all, i like to hear all three of them destroyed them and i um i think i ended up finishing third mate um fucking I'm hell. sure it's third yeah and and that was through through training in a way that respects our evolutionary biology and when you when you get that you unlock that performance because we are we are meant to be able to do things like that. The human body is meant to be able to run fifty miles. So is that is that what you say is one of your specialities, other than obviously your ethos of the confidence in um, building athleticism and stuff like that? Would you say it's very much about um, using the body's body's ergonomics? Yeah for performance what it's naturally meant to do rather than you know what a lot of online coaches do which is here's your cookie cutter program crack yeah. on you know yeah. take some progress photos and let me know how you do it yeah mate 100 percent. is that uh, I, I would say without blowing my own horn i have a, a much deeper understanding of the anatomy and physiology which goes into that be, because from studying physiotherapy and and to be honest, it wasn't necessarily stuff that was actually taught on the course that I'm applying. But it's more the skills that I learned doing that degree enabled me to develop this idea myself in a much better way. And that, yeah, there, there's some other really good, um, you know, topics around it. But yeah, it, it's essentially we're kind of looking at the, the fascial system of the human body. So, so the fascia is what wraps your muscles. And it's it was only really kind of discovered that this was important about 20 years ago. That it was like, oh, actually, this isn't just like a bit of cling film. This actually fucking does something. Yeah. Um, and most training systems that I've seen do not respect that element. They do not respect that element. They don't even acknowledge that that exists. So. When we're training, when you're doing tempo training, for example, you, you know, your four second negatives. Now, I'm not saying don't do that because there is value in doing that. But, you know, it's kind of like you adapt to what you do. So if you've just adapted your muscles to taking four seconds to eccentrically contract. Guess yeah. how that transfers over into your performance where your muscles want to eccentrically contract really fucking slow because that's what you've just been telling them to do. We need to be getting the flip side of that, working explosively in lines of motion that that respect where our fascia lays. A lot of that is rotational. Yeah, it's an interesting one. As you say, it seems to come from obviously very knowledgeable about your subject and we'll find out in eight weeks whether you're knowledgeable enough. But (laughs) it's it's just a, a fresh take on a very old idea. You know, yeah. the oldest of ideas, essentially. Mate, it is. It is. Yeah. 
So we're knocking on for time, mate, and I have still got a list of stuff that I wanted to talk to, but my attention span is only about an hour, so I won't keep you too much longer. What would you say if someone's listening to this podcast, you know, all four people and my mum, and listen to their podcast and go, okay, this, I'm intrigued about this, but what sets this apart from me going to the gym and asking a personal trainer to coach me what's the difference between using you and approaching you for your instagram and chatting to you and absorbing your content and going to the gym that they're already going to and you know walking up to one of the pts that have got a little board up yeah. that says level three pt yeah. you know weight loss specialist as they all do yes 19 years old anyway yeah, yeah. what well, what yeah. I specialise in, specialize in general fitness, probably one of the biggest oxymorons <laughs> that could ever exist. Um, mate, so I, I work as a PT in a gym. I was I was that bloke. I specialise in general fitness. The results that I got with my clients in, in person and the results that other PTs got with in person was absolutely nothing compared to the results that I get for people now. Because I I can hit that that complete spectrum for I mean I'm not going to say it's cheap but for a cheaper price than a PT could. So if we're looking at the online platform, the things that can be included right in that package is as opposed to your one hour with a PT, you work with that PT for an hour, then okay, cool, see you later. Right, what on earth do you do with the other 23 hours in your day? And the other, you know, six days in the week. Is that keeping you on track with what with what you need to do? The way I approach it is through a massive, uh, massively uh, progressive habit building approach, which ticks off every single element that needs to be included to get results. If we're not building habits, we're not tackling nutrition, we're not tackling mindset and lifestyle choices. And lastly, if we're not tackling training, you're not going to get results at last. You just, you, it just doesn't happen. Um, and I put training there as like the last, you know, as the last thing because that is the least important. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, mate. Yeah, I think it's, it's refreshing to hear. I love, I love lads when they leave the core and they do something different. Don't get me wrong, I love it. <laughs> but a lot of people do the same thing that's different. Mm. Um, and I was chatting to. Uh, Civi to Commando um, oh, yeah, yeah. a couple of weeks ago and they've got a podcast co- oh, I've got a podcast with them coming out soon and it's so refreshing hearing lads create their own spin on it they're not just yeah. coming out saying I'm a boot neck listen to me come to my boot camp and you know let me train you they're more lads now are coming out and going right yes through these lessons these are the good things these are the bad things but this yeah. is how I want to do it this is what i'm doing this is my niche this is my little Mm. thing and with yourself it seems to be you've found the way that you believe in training and that ergonomically works um and i'm biased but a lot of it i agree with um (laughs) i wouldn't say all of it like your latest post where you say no pain no gain i i get the premise i um i don't think we'll discuss it later um I get the premise and I understand what you're saying, but there's a certain amount of pain that I would say you have to push through. But again, that's a five second post uh, showing a specific point, making yeah. a specific point, isn't yeah. it? So uh, I'm not calling you out, calling you a prick, but I was just saying that, you <laughs> know, if you want that, it, no. <laughs> yeah, it's my podcast. So I'm good. At it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's just great to see lads doing something slightly different mm. and having confidence and researching things and bringing new ideas to a very old game you know and sort of mixing it up so we are knocking on for time mate so we will have to call it there everyone that's going to be listening will go on and go well you know he sounds amazing but how can i see his face because we only put out the audio so how can people get hold of you and uh find out more about commando condition find out more about luke Mate, best way to do it is definitely just jumping on, jumping on the gram, commando.condition.hq. I've got a website, but to be honest, it's pretty gash. So <laughs> get, on, 
get get on the gram commando.condition.hq that that's where i just keep all my stuff going i try and be fairly active on there and i try and i do my best to kind of you know engage with with anyone who does drop me a follow and, and say hello amazing thank you very much i'll make sure to put um well probably just luke's uh instagram handle then in the description if it's available for wherever you're streaming this guys it'll be uh, across them all um so you can click that well thank you very much for coming on mate sorry about the uh, the technical difficulties in the beginning um and we'll have to make sure we we recap at some point down the line because i've still got a list of stuff that i want to cover um, yeah mate definitely but you know, both being pests and agreeing on a few things, we could have we could have stayed on these topics for hours. So thank you very much for coming, Luke, and we'll speak to you soon. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, dude. It's a pleasure. Thanks for listening, guys. See you in the next one. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GTC podcast. Remember, do something that makes you just a little bit better every single day. Don't forget to head over to our Instagram at GTC podcast. Thanks again. Stay wavy.